Welcome to The Work of Warriors, a podcast dedicated to bringing mental wellness to the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Kim Ravage. This podcast is dedicated to the artists we've lost to mental health, addiction, and suicide, and to those who are still suffering in silence. Ice Morozik, I'm so excited that you said yes to this invitation. Thank you for being here. It's hard to contain the smile on my face. Um, you are an actor and director and the creator and director of About Him and Her, which is one of my new favorite films. And we can talk about that a little more. Um, I'm wondering, do you want to tell the story of how we met or should I? Um, <laughs> all right, why don't you start? <laughs> why don't you start and uh, maybe I'll chime in. Okay, so we were we were at the Julian Dubuque Film Festival in Iowa, of all places, and we were there, my husband and I were there with our son, who is a young filmmaker, and we met you, we saw your film, we loved your film, we fell in love with you, but we were sitting around in one of the community areas, I think, and you just asked a very normal, common question, like, what is your connection to Mac? And my well, wait, husband... wait, 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 I, I need to wait. I need to go back. Hold on. Okay. A second. Hold on. <laughs> a second. Add something. Okay. We were in the, we were in like the little, uh, uh, I don't know what that's called. Like the little like meeting or like the gathering room or whatever, the, the little yeah. lounge, the lounge, the lounge. Yeah. The lounge. And, um, uh, there was a kid sitting there. He had black fingernail polish, kind of this long hair. And, um, I said hi to him. <laughs> and found out that he was a filmmaker and it was kind of just um reminded me of me when i was a kid right and so uh then i i asked who these people were and he said that he just met you um and mike and um and so that the for the next several days I kept seeing these two adults with this kid. Now I thought they were there supporting him, you know, cause he's, he was sitting down in the, in the lounge and, and you guys were just kind of hanging out and cause he was there by himself. Um, and then the next day I saw you with him and then the following day, and then every once in a while I would see you guys out and about. And I thought it was a little odd and I wasn't too sure actually how I should take this. Cause I started now studying this a little bit more. It's like, why are these two adults like aggressively hanging out with this kid? And um, one thing's kind of cool to make sure he's okay, but after a while, let him be on his own. And uh, I think it was that that last day you guys were leaving, and um, he I st talked about him going home. He's going back to Chicago, where I'm from, so we're from Chicago. And uh, and then I was saying bye to you guys, and you're saying you're going back to Chicago. And I said, how crazy is this? These two people who have been following this kid around are all going back to Chicago, and apparently on the same plane. And then uh it's revealed to me that um you're his parents <laughs> and so this whole this whole time i actually thought you were just two adults following this kid around um and i was actually starting to you know monitor this to try to figure out what do i need to do just in case you're gonna like abduct this child or abuse this child or i don't know what you're gonna do but it's like that's hanging out with a, a kid too long <laughs> so that is that's when we realized uh, it was actually his mom and dad. 
Oh my! I, all this time, I thought my husband said something weird, but it was my kid. Okay. Well, either way, it makes sense. Yeah, he he said, or maybe maybe it was your husband. But I thought he said these are. Um, I, I just met them, and that's that. He yeah. was joking with me. He was, but he. I I guess he assumed that once I saw you guys like several times that I would catch on that you're the parents. But my brain doesn't right. doesn't go like that. So I was just in right. protection mode. All right, this is weird and creepy. Like these guys so won't leave the him whole alone. weekend. You're keeping an eye on him. Yeah, you're keeping an eye on him. This poor kid over the weekend, making sure these yeah. two adults aren't like. <laughs> doing something nefarious. It's so funny. And then you came yeah. to Chicago because you were at another film yeah. festival with About Him and Her, which is your movie. And when we saw that, we're like, oh, it's our opportunity to see it again. And so we and came you guys out went and, again and saw it again. <laughs> yes, we that did. Was, we that was, did. Yeah, that was beautiful. We did. Well, do you want to say a little bit about About Him and Her? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, sure. It's uh, it's it's based on a true story, uh, something that happened to me uh, in 1989. And it's a story about two strangers. He's in Chicago and she's in Michigan and they meet via cross phone lines. Uh, and it's really this story about connection and about love and what transpires um, during this chance meeting. And um, I can't really say much more because you actually have to watch the movie to see what happens. It'll give it away if I, if I <laughs> right, say right, what, what right, happens. Right. But um, it's a it's a it's a cool movie. It's finally out on Amazon Prime, and um, I've been enjoying to know that it's out into the world and people are allowed to see it now. And I think that's uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool finally having complete strangers articulate their feelings about the movie and. Um, especially when they, they mentioned something so beautiful um, is very touching and inspiring. And, and it's cool for the people that, that don't like it and have some choice words for me. Um, I rely on, on those uh, in my tribe that, that love it and get it and, and want to champion it. So uh, that's, that, that, that's all, it's all really beautiful in, in many ways. So. I'm somebody who graduated high school in 89, so it hit directly <laughs> in my heart. So I, I fell it. in love with it, and I'm glad I got to see it a few times now. So you know my mission. I'm on a mission to end celebrity right. suicide. And one of the Amen. reasons is, yeah, I have a kid in the industry, and I was terrified to let him do the work. Um, but it's we live in a world that says if you're famous, if you're successful – if you're on TV, then you've you've made it and you haven't made and you know as well as I do, that's not the case. That is a false narrative and you have personal experience. And I'm wondering if you would just share with our listeners maybe an adversity that you've overcome to give the rest of us hope and a window into the realities of what it's like to be an artist and a filmmaker and a director and all sure. the things that you are. Um, well, uh, well, there's a couple of things I want to start out with, but I, I want to say is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, through my life would say to me, uh, when I said that I was an actor or I'm a filmmaker and they said, uh, you know, don't forget me when you're famous. And I would always look at them and I said, well, don't forget me if I'm not famous. And I think it starts to boil down um, in a lot of, of what my expectations were and what people expected of me. And I think that was a, it's been a, a long list of, of troubled years for me. But this is something really important that I want to share with you. And I think it's, I'm not too sure if I've actually said this and you know me, I'm a very emotional guy. 
Um, so uh, I may not make it all the way through. So um, hang in there with me as you always do. Uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, about a, um, in August is about a year, I, I had a, something major happen in my life that was um, a turning point for me. And as much as I didn't want it to happen, um, I was left with no choice but this circumstance to happen with um, separating from a, 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 a human being and, and having that my dependent dependency broken on that. And I don't think I had myself equipped to be able to handle um, not having a place to live, uh, having no money. And as much as I knew that there was a few of them that wanted me to fail, I was determined to make it. However, I was not equipped to handle that journey. And I say that I wasn't at that time. And I want to say that I am here on Mother Earth right now because of two people. And that is you, Kim, and my brother, Todd. If it wasn't for, I'm starting to shake. If it wasn't for the two of you, I'd not be living right now. And I am thankful and I am grateful in, in my prayers I'm always reminded to say one for you and for Todd. And there was a couple moments in my life a year ago where it was, it was lights out. It's all I could do. And I go back to say that when I knew there were people that wanted me to fail, I was determined. However, I was, it was false determination of the way I've been living my life. And not so much in the imposter syndrome, but I was not true, not being the best version of who I am and living in a lie and not following my true passion as a human being and professionally. And I couldn't see it clearly. I came to Chicago and you, I think that you started to understand that I was in a dark place. And you said, Ice, I'm not too sure if you know what I do. And to be honest with you, even if you told me a hundred times, I probably wouldn't have heard it. And I don't know what I was hearing at any point in time, but all I know is whatever I heard, I created my own truth for whatever that was. You could say, the sky is blue and I'm saying the sky is red. And that's what I heard you say. I don't, I didn't even know. And you told me, and I think that you possibly had an, an idea that I was in a troubled space and the waters were choppy for me. And you said to me, I'm going to give you a free session. And that meant the world to me. And we met via Zoom when I got back to LA. And not soon after that, you sent me a message and you said, and this was in August, you said, I'm going to go to the rest of the year with you for free. 
And I will tell you, that was that was one of the most beautiful words I ever heard. And we met weekly and I lived for it. You may not know it, but as I sat up in my friend's room, as he, my buddy Kevin, who gave me a place to stay for a couple of months, um, I, um, I battled. And when I didn't have you and those other moments, I had someone that I, I didn't think was going to be as powerful as he was going to be. And that was my brother. And this second, at this moment, I can't tell you how beautiful my life is. And I'm far from perfect. And I'm, my situation is far from perfect. And I will tell you that it's amazing as I kind of look around and I'm in my apartment. I bought a Tesla for my birthday. <laughs> And um, I'm fighting like hell to make it happen. I've got a mission. I'm on a journey. And it's not easy. None of this is easy. It's hard. Every day is hard. And it's a battle. But the beauty is that I don't have fear. I've, I've got this amazing trust in God. Um, I've spun my life around. And... It, it's I, I can't express the joy that I have that I'm alive, and I I don't even know what what it would be like in the sense of to still be in that darkness. But how all this came about, and how, when I tell you how solid I am right now, um, it doesn't mean that I'm I'm there. It doesn't mean that I've accomplished it all. But what it what it means is, um, I took a moment. After, after I spoke with you guys for a few minutes, when I, when I felt like I was, I was through it, I felt like I had an opportunity. And at a time when I, I felt like I didn't, um, it took a little while longer. And here's an example. You would send me things via email and you would send me text messages and voice messages, sometimes just to check in, sometimes just to say hi, sometimes just to share uh, some information. And rather, if I need uh, a therapist or you would uh, a place to live constantly. And there's a stubbornness. And I'll speak of myself only and not speak of in generalities, but there's a stubbornness that I had. Um, and it was built from fear. And I think it was part of the process of me sabotaging myself and sabotaging myself, sabotaging myself for years upon years upon years. And there was something there's a specific moment. I don't know if you remember this, but you were mentioning Mel Robbins and said to listen to her podcast. And, um, and you have had colleagues contact me and, and none of this stuff was really, I was ready for it. When I mean that by not that I wasn't ready, I didn't know who to believe anymore. And I felt like, I don't even know if I trust God. I damn sure don't know if I trust you, but you were about the only one I really trust. And, but it was like, I didn't, I, what I didn't trust is I, I, I don't know is the information you're going to give me true. Like, I don't know. I'm so broken. I'm so beat down. 
uh, trying to figure out life and know what's right and wrong in this in the aspect of now that we live in this world of internet when you can say everything's beautiful and then the, the you know the person can say what's beautiful not beauty you know what i mean it's almost like you can be an awesome chocolate chip cookie and someone's always going to hate a chocolate chip cookie you know <laughs> at the end of the day it's like okay <laughs> are chocolate chip cookies good or not i don't know and so i was kind of left in that space of didn't know and several months after, and this was about, you know, maybe three, four months ago, I was out of these troubled waters, uh, but I still had a lot of other things to deal with. And it was kind of in this process when I was talking with you, one of the things that I would try is to fix it all. And I remember I was smoking at the time and I haven't smoked a cigarette in six months. I don't even care to smoke a cigarette. And um, you were like, no, it, like, stop trying to quit drinking, quit smoking, quit this, quit that. You're like, it's okay. And I'm like, why are you telling me it's okay to smoke? First and foremost, it's bad for me. And you should tell me not to do it. But really, all you were trying to do is, is prioritize my needs. And right now, if smoking a cigarette right now is part of my process to keep you alive, smoke the cigarette, I'm going to work on this other stuff right now. Because I was trying so bad to be perfect in the minute. And it was never going to happen. And I realized that that's never going to happen. And it is a slow, progressive change. And however, um, you start chipping away at a few things and a few more things will come into your life and you got to start just chipping away at those. But uh, it took me a minute, but I had to start somewhere. And again, if there's a hundred things on my list with this arbitrary number, um, I've got 40 done, right? And I've got 60 more to go. Um, I want to do them tonight but I know that I can't. And however, I've got to just keep slowly working at it. And this is part of the process for me. And so a few months ago, um, I, I decided that I started to kind of invest in what you were talking about and some of the things that you were telling me because it became hard, especially when I was trying to find a therapist and I, I would find one and then they would not be that great. And then they would say things that would be very, very like off-putting for me but just to find a therapist in this world, everybody's booked. There's no, like I, I couldn't find anyone and I had no money. So I had to find one that it's, you know, that was on my Medi-Cal or whatever. And then I was trying to think, okay, what can I pay? What sliding scale? And then I had to make sure that I really liked somebody. And so it was all of this stuff at one time, you know, just trying to find a therapist, trying to figure out my life, trying to quit smoking, making sure that I'm not over drinking. I'm self-sabotaging. I don't want to do drugs. And so, um, I started investing a little bit more time in some of the podcasts that you that you shared, and it was just it was it was time then. And then I was able to hear kind of your language through some of these other outlets. And it wasn't too long ago I decided that I needed to sit in silence and sit in true silence, and I wanted to listen to God. And I think that was the, one of the, I haven't talked to God in a long time. I've been too shamed, too ashamed. Um, I didn't feel like I was worthy to even speak to God, let alone pray. And, um, and I wasn't like at my wits end where you would have thought I would have sat with God when I'm about ready to kill myself. It was, you know, almost a year later. Um, and I sat with God 
and he just started talking to me. And I know it sounded hokey when people would say that, I'm like, when God's talking to you, you know, it's like, but for me, it's just sitting in true silence with no distractions and just listening. And I don't, and I think for anybody, you should sit in silence and listen. And if you don't believe in God, just listen. Maybe the universe will tell you to listen to God. Maybe not. But whatever it is that you choose to believe in, because you can, you have that right. I just choose God. Um, but whatever it is that you believe in, you should sit in silence and listen. And, and, and then really heed those words and then try to move forward and navigate the best that you can appropriately with that and, and challenge yourself on doing that. And I think for me, that was one of the things is when I, I listened to God, I was like, okay. Um, and I ended up um, volunteering um, with New Filmmakers LA that I do on a consistent basis. And I met this uh, couple um, when I was volunteering there and I met this couple and they, they were with their two kids. And I went up and introduced myself and said, hi. And um, they you know, it uh, found out that she's a writer and um, the kids are there because they, they love movies. And, um, and so, yeah. And so we decided to go um, and strike and, and, and walk the line. And um, I was telling uh, Danielle this story um, about my life. And then she was leaving and she said, well, you do know that me and my husband are pastors of a church. And I was like, no, I don't. She's like, yeah, I told you. I was like, I, you, you, whatever you told me, I probably never heard anything. I was selfishly in a bad place. And um, she goes, well, I'm not going to leave without praying for you. So she prayed. And I was in the process of looking for a church and looking for a home. And, um, but I was very scared. And so they said they had a church and uh, I ended up she ends up leaving and I ended up texting her and saying, you know, when's church and so on and so forth and what's the address. So I get the information and I spend about three hours vetting every single person in that church. And I'm not too sure if I've told you this, but um, not soon before my, I make my movie, uh, you know, of, of in 89 of that time is um, I was seeking God and again, listening and talking to God. And uh, I came across this is really kind of a cool story about be very brief. I was homeless in Chicago and um, I was walking the streets of downtown Chicago and I was asking God to show me a sign. If you could please show me a sign, Lord, um, what my purpose of why I'm here, I want to be an actor and I need information. And so I'm lo and behold, I'm walking and it's late at night and uh, this guy comes into my pathway and he says, Hey, how you doing? I said, Hey, I'm good. Um, and, I'm homeless, you know, and I'm just talking to God, trying to figure out where I'm going to sleep uh, and um, show me some signs. And he started talking to me and he said, um, do you believe in Jesus? And I'm like, yes, of course I believe in Jesus. I mean, like, we're, 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 we're pretty tight. And so um, he gets to talking to me and um, not soon after that, I'm looking over his shoulder and there's a sign, a, a, a real sign. And it says, Ted Liss Acting Studio. And I was like, oh, hang on a second, God. Is my sign, this man standing before me, 
or is the sign the one that you brought the man to stand before me so i see it over his shoulder and i was like this is kind of crazy so he just kind of goes in the, the charlie brown wah, wah, and i don't know i'm like i think that's my sign and then i thought well maybe they're both my sign so uh needs to say i went to um that acting studio uh, i ended up studying, studying there at the tedless studio for a couple of years um however the guy that stopped there, um, I ended up communicating with him and he brought me to the church and I was seeking God so bad that I was willing to do whatever was told to me to do. And it turns out that um, they were a bit aggressive <laughs> and they were very cultish. And, um, uh, and I couldn't listen to like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones and I had to do certain things. And it's just, it was like a cult. And when, when uh, I called my family one one night and I was like, hey, mom, I was like, why are you living? You know what I mean? She's like, uh, <laughs> because um, I, I have to take care of your husband, my, my, my husband and you guys. I'm like, no, you need to be living for God. And I got really just and then I told my dad, get on the phone. Dad, why are you living? And I got in this very preachy, spiritual, cultish way of and my mom's like, I, what are you talking about? Now, mind you, I come from a very religious um, background and family. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? And I just went crazy Bible talk on them. And my mom's like, um, I'm coming out. <laughs> and so my mom flies out to uh, Chicago, uh, sets up a meeting with this guy. We're at my, uncle, uh, my uncle's house. Um, and uh, my mom says, Ice, go inside. And I go inside and... My uncle and my aunt say, uh, yeah, you might want to just stay here. And so we kind of like listening, you know, through the, the screen door. And my mom just rips this guy, rips this guy. And, and she goes to town and pretty much says, I rebuke you, Satan. You ever talk, touch, come near my child again. I will come and I will make your life miserable. And she screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm like. Uh, I was like, I don't know. And they're like, no, no, no. Let your mom do what she needs to do. And at that moment, it was me understanding that I think my mom is right. Right. And, and she, she brought it to my attention. Like, this is not of God. Right. And she needed to make sure that he was completely gone. So I, um, for, for months I was in this cult and, um, you know, abiding by what they said was God's, you know, <laughs> rule and law. And, you know, I was like, I could never be that human being ever. And I don't even, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. but anyways, the reason that I told you that story, sorry, I forgot that I tell <laughs> long stories, <laughs> but anyways, the whole point that I'll shorten stuff up now, the whole point that I was telling you that story is that. I was so frightened for anyone to say, come to my church or anything like that. Like go to your church. Like, okay, I'm going to vet you. So for three hours, I'm vetting this whole church. Everyone that's a part of this church. I'm like looking them up, looking up whatever, whatever they've been a part of. And so um, I'm thinking, well, it, it seems okay. And so I went there and it turns out that um, uh, Brian Heaney, um, the pastor of the sound church. And uh, I go to the one in Santa, Santa Ana um, is a spectacular human being. Um, right in line with with how I really view Christianity um, and everything that I would really stand for, everything that I would actually believe is like, this is what church should be. Um, he brought it. And uh, it was another process and a part of my journey and my mission for what I'm trying to do that just landed 
at, at the perfect timing for me. And, um, and so I, I kind of now look back at all of this, excuse me. And I think, um, how it started and the darkness that I was in and from you and my brother into where I am now and, um, having this church and really, really focusing in on, um, living in a, in a, in a beautiful, compassionate and kind space, not only to other people, but mostly to myself. And how do I continue to be kind and compassionate to myself? And knowing that um, I'm perfectly imperfect and it's okay. And I deal with a, a tremendous amount of insecurity and it has been the catalyst for my downfall um, for many, 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 many years of my life. And once I was able to really start to recognize um, some truths about myself, I was able to handle them a little bit more appropriately, knowing um, that, you know, suffering with really bad anxiety and depression and what people were calling mental wellness, which, um, um, you know, the mental illness, which I go back into, you know, Dr. Amen, even on the Mel Robbins podcast talks about brain wellness. And I look at this and it's like, yeah, I'm not mental. I don't have an illness. I've, I, but I, but I, what I'm striving for is my brain wellness. Um, this is going to be forever. It, I, I, it's not that I, all of a sudden everything's perfect today and I have no problems tomorrow. I will have a problem later today, tomorrow and so on and so forth. However, working into the power of the brain wellness and taking care of yourself, I can't begin to tell you how much easier it is that I navigate through some of the crazy, awful things this cruel, cruel world does yeah. and how I'm a part of it. And every day I'm a part of it. Every day uh, it's a battle of, of just pain that people give to each other. And if I wasn't, I now look back of how I would handle situations. And I don't think I could ever get better as a human being knowing the way I used to handle it. And again, not that it's such a bad thing, but be rude to me, I'm gonna be rude to you. Piss me off, I'm gonna piss you off. You know what I mean? And it's like, at the end of the day, uh, I would carry negative energy on to the next moment, sometimes to the next human being. And I would catch myself um, really just saying like, that was I was actually pretty rude to that person. You know, and I was like, well, well, they were kind of rude to me, but at the end of the day, like, what am I thinking here? Like, so now there's just such a beauty. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm perfect every day, but however, I am more, I am more perfect than not with changing my behavior. Um, and I'll make mistakes and I'm, and it's okay. And it's okay for me to lose my cool. And it's okay for me to, to, to somehow, you know, flip someone off in traffic. You know what I mean? However, I just won't do it every day, every minute. Um, well, you but, do live in LA. I mean, uh, come on. It, it, and it's, it's brutal. So, but <laughs> I think it's, I think there's a beauty of that. And I am so much more content and, and happy with myself when I'm able just to say, that's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's like, someone's being very rude to me today. And it's like, you know what? I'm gonna take a deep breath. I'm just gonna give you some love and kindness and compassion. And you know what? Maybe they get it. Maybe they receive it. Maybe they don't. Um, it's not for me to judge. It's not for me to figure out. It's not for me to ask. I just got to do what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to serve. 
Yeah. You can eat at my table. I don't, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are because someone let me sit at their table. Jesus let me sit at his table, right? And that's the way I look at it. And, and to me, I felt, wow, I, I judge a lot. I compare a lot. I'm like, 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 wow. And when I sat in silence and I continue to meditate and I continue to pray, I'm, I'm, I, I see it more and more and more and more. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, why? You know, why am I so like, I'm mad at the person that, you know, maybe I don't think is as good as me. And like, how are they successful? And why are they successful? They suck at that. You know, what am I doing? That's not my place. You know, it's not my well, don't place. You, don't you think like the more, like the more attuned you are to yourself and the kinder, like, you know, I was so glad when you said, I have to be kind and compassionate with myself. And you know, I always say like, stay curious and compassionate with yourself yep. and others, right? Because it just gives us so much more peace. But when we're not there and we're not self-attuned and we're not being kind and curious and compassionate with ourselves, I think that's where we end up projecting onto other people and judging and getting yeah. jealous and having all these, you know, assumptions and taking things personal. And, you know, those are things that I struggle with the taking things personal and making assumptions when I can remember not to do those. I'm like, Oh, okay. That it just brings me so much peace, but I want to go back to, first of all, thank you for everything that you said about just how we met and our time together. And um, like you were just saying, I'm, I'm just supposed to do what I'm called to do. And this is what I'm asked to do to serve. And um, sometimes, yeah, I just feel like God, the universe puts a person in my path, a, a very special person that I just can't walk away from. And of course I'm committed to taking care of myself first. Um, but it, you know, it was an honor to walk that journey with you. And it brings me, I mean, I don't, I don't say it brings me joy. Like I don't even have words for the amount of joy that I have to see you, you know, just thriving. And I love that you're saying like, it has little to nothing to do with the career success, right? Like that will come. But exactly. you said, you know, I'm, I wasn't living true to my, myself or something, or I wasn't true to, I wasn't being true to my core. And I just, I wanted to ask you, Ice, like, who are you at your core? If you were to fall down today, emotionally, and I had to, you know, I wanted to reach my hand down and pick you back up, who would I remind you that you are? I feel like I know, but I want to hear it from you. Like, who are you at your core? At my core, that's a great question. Um, and this is what my journey and my mission is. I'm... I have an, an extraordinary amount of love and what I shied away from for a long time was what I had the power to do. And that was to be, um, truthful in my space, give love and kindness, be compassionate, um, serve, be a part of the process in changing the world for a better place and not to be cliche on that, but, I, I, it's, this has always been since I was a kid and because I felt I was not worthy, um, I was not perfect. 
that I didn't deserve to ever give any compassion and kindness to myself, let alone much to anybody else. Even though I had moments of this, because I was always, you know, for the most part, a you know, fun, loving, good guy. However, there was there was a, a lot of guilt and shame that I lived in. So at the core, um, there's that beauty of of being compassionate to this world and giving and helping um, and serving. And I think my strongest calling in all of that um, is to to champion myself and those around me um, and those that I can reach and how we can make a difference in this world. So at the core, that's where I'm at and who I am. If that makes well, any sense. It makes total sense. And I just want to say even, you know, I mean, I met you in one of your darkest seasons, right? Yeah. And even then, I think that's it. Why I was so drawn to, because even then your light just shined through so brightly. And I don't know if you remember, but you sat when we first met, well, you with the weekend that you came to Chicago, you sat on my couch pouring into my kid about the film industry and film festivals and the reality of, you know, the hard truths of the industry. And it was, that was a gift too. And so I, you know, I believe you, I see that in you. And I, I was able to see it even in your darkest days. So I just believe it. And it's true. Thank you. Thank you. And it's that that's the beauty of, of, um, of, for what you're doing and why, uh, I'm a champion for this. Um, and how it's inspired me. I'm not, uh, I've, I've, I'm in the process of revamping my acting studio as I am working on myself and I'm allowing myself to take day by day and continue to keep growing and, 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 and learning and learning a little bit more about myself and how do I handle some of um, my trials and my tribulations? Because it is very clear to me, very clear to me. I don't know why this keeps popping. Very clear to me that um, I have, I have hated myself for a very long time. And I do love myself. However, I'm, I'm, I'm still battling with a few things, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, but I'm on the journey of continuing to take care of myself and I'm going to allow myself to keep growing with the love for myself, um, authentically and let that continue to keep manifesting because it's, it's, amazing what's it's happening right now. And I, I sit and I reflect on some of the most <laughs> unique stories that are transpiring in my life that I can't even believe are, are happening so, for so many different reasons, but I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm just like, I'm just trying to be present. Right. And yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming in, in so many ways, but overwhelming with a lot of, of joy and knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm on the right path. And I'm looking forward to each moment building upon that and strengthening myself because there are, uh, are dark moments. They're coming. They're always going to be here. Um, and, but to, to be as prepared as I can. Um, and not always can we always be 100% prepared for what we know that's going to come our way. However, 
uh, I am prepared for some of this bullshit that happens that I can handle pretty good, you know, and that's what's kind of cool for me is that, you know, someone called me the other day and they're in a dark place. Um, and immediately I had judgments of like, okay, but you're not ABC. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not even my place. Not even my place. You know what? Let me hear you. Let me hear you talk. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. And that change that I had, it's like, who am I to judge? I don't think you've ever like I have sat in the dark place and blamed everybody else and didn't get a fair shake and that's BS and that's BS and that person's screwing people over and I'm like oh come on you know and it's those moments that I look and say okay what do I need to do and let me listen um uh if they need something from me let me deliver but right now let me be present let me hear them that's it I don't need to offer up a bunch of advice, just let me listen to them. And um, then I'm gonna listen to God and then I'm gonna figure out what I should do. Perhaps it's nothing, perhaps it's something, I don't know. But um, when I now have done that, I realized how much more I can clearly see this world. And without that judgment and, and blaming and then putting it back on myself because that's truly this beautiful magic that happens that I can't fix their life. They have to work on themselves. You couldn't do it for me. You could only give me the tools. I have to do it. I have to do it. And as much as you wanted to come through the Zoom and do it for me, you knew you couldn't. You knew all you can do is be present. And that's what I've started to understand about myself and and navigating for me moving forward. And even when I feel like I'm full, I take a moment that if I'm called upon, that I give a moment to it, right? Yeah. With boundaries. Um, however, when I'm, I'm able, I will create the time, I will make the time and I will be present. And it's the reward that I want to give without judgment, because normally I would listen to someone then spit my advice and tell them what they're doing wrong. And like, oh, and then I just realized more, that's a reflection of myself. That's just, yeah. that's just, that's just me talking to me. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just me talking to me. And so, yeah, when you're in that place, when you're in that place, like a shame spiral, or you're just living in this idea that like, you know, the, the world is out to get me kind of thing. And we feel so beaten down and we're not loving ourselves. That's what we do. We project, right? It's, I just need this magic thing to happen. I just need to make enough money. I just need the right person to partner up with. I, you know, whatever it may be. And we are judging everybody else, but it really yeah. is. And I don't know if you remember when we first met, but I always tell people it's so hard to explain but when you really choose this path, when you choose to do your inner work, when you choose to love yourself and to stay curious instead of judgmental with yourself, with other people, things start to unfold in a beautiful way. Right? For sure. You, you start to find like, oh, you know, I mean, I have clients like, oh, I got that award. I got, I got that job. I got the promotion and I can't believe it. And it's like, I'm watching them do their inner work and I'm like, oh, I can. Because you're ready. 
right? You're ready to bring your gifts and to share them, but from a place of compassion. And so that also you can, you get to celebrate your success when it happens. I always say like the worst case scenario, you do your work, you love yourself, you're solid, right? Even if, if you lose your career, you're going to always be stuck with yourself. And so if everything goes away, who do you want to be That's left true. with? <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be left with somebody who's like, ah, I was right. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> I want to be like, yeah. you know what? It's okay. Cause I love myself and I have the people who love me and no matter what, I'm going to be okay. And, you know, I think it's just a great example of how we don't want to put our worth in anything that can be taken away. You know, right. what you're experiencing is because of the work you've done in your head and your heart. The, Coincidentally, that, that, the career it, is is going well too. You know, right? You know, it's it's it's, it's amazing. I'm as I as I start to chip away at a few things in my career. However, my main focus was myself, right? And so sometimes I don't. You know, someone asked me the other day about. Um, I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And I think I was just talking, and it wasn't soon after that they said, um, "Oh, what's going on with your movie?" And I realized. Oh, I actually never even mentioned my movie. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, normally that's the first thing out of my mouth. What are you doing? I, my, my movie, my, my movie, my movie. But um, I, I almost, I almost felt guilty. I was like, oh, I didn't mention my movie. Oh my goodness! But um, it's just kind of a testament to of the movie is nothing. Filmmaking is nothing. Acting is nothing. If uh, if I'm not present with myself. And, and, and have the love for myself and kind and compassion for myself. And I think that, that, that leadership role that I want to have, that I know that I possess, I've always felt too ashamed. I, I felt like, how can I lead? I'm, I'm, I'm not that cool of a dude privately. You know what I mean? It's like, um, and I, I, I disagree. Right. Well, well, what I, what, what I mean that I felt like, I, I, w I was, I was not walking the walk. Right. I, got you. I, 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 I was, you. I was, yeah. I was like, you know, you know, pretend this, but you know, I could be over here doing drugs and drinking. And then all of a sudden I'm telling you how to live your life when like, come on. Yeah. Really? You want to be so, an integrity. I mean, I, I, so you knew yeah, you weren't an integrity. I was not an, an no, gotcha. not at all. And so, um, and I would always check myself on that, but, but what happens that, that really, really started to destroy a lot of the successes that I could have, because apparently I was too caught up with, with living the lie you know, in this imposter syndrome and in, in this BS lifestyle that I was, uh, you know, manifesting for myself because I really hated myself. And so when, when I had this hate for myself, I would just do things that were not pleasant to myself um, or for myself or for their well-being for me and for other people. Um, but the leadership quality that I know that I've always possessed, I am being patient. And it's funny if this will put an analogy on it. You sent me an email a while ago and you said, pick a date. And I remember thinking, well, I'd, I'd like to pick right now. Um, but uh, what I me meant in, in that, in that is that I knew I wasn't picking immediately because I was in a moment where I wasn't fully there yet. I said, I need a little bit more time to keep listening to God and, and working on a few things. I wasn't really ready to share my successful turnaround. I had no doubts, but I just wasn't there just yet. And I said, ah, maybe in about, you know, four or five weeks, then let's see. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I definitely got it. That's 12. Perfect. And this whole time leading up, it was always a reminder of like, hey, come on, 
right? You've got someone that you believe in, that is believed in you, that, that you want to champion. And uh, I want to go on this journey with you. I don't want to be the student forever. I want to, I want to be the teacher here. I want to, I want, I want to grow. I want to help change um, this world for the better. And for, for many, many, I want to partner with you and champion with you. And I want to be someone you can call on when we need to go help someone uh, in LA and you need me there on, on uh, you know, boots on the ground. Um, this is who I want to be. I have and goosebumps. this is, and, and this is what I love. And, um, and so I wanted to, to give myself some time to say, all right, let me make sure, let me make sure I get myself in rhythm here. And that's why I pushed this off. Cause it was like, it was like five weeks actually, or it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite a long time. But, um, then I was like chomping at the bit. I'm like, ah, I want to see her. I want to see her. I want to see her. Not like I couldn't see you anytime, but I was just so excited because, um, I'm on a journey and I have a mission. And even um, I was working with the, 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 the startups with my church. Um, I, I, I asked myself a question. What am I about? So what is my studio about? What is my acting studio about? Which is my greatest secondary passion. And I started really reflecting on this. And I asked myself, well, who am I? And what am I really trying to do with this? Am I just trying to teach acting? Like everyone, like anyone can teach acting. And this, you know, there's a billion and 10 coaches. And um, it, I was reminded that I always said to my students, I don't teach you to be great actors. I teach you to find the greatness with inside yourself. Whatever you choose to do is your choice. That's your path whether that's acting or whether it's being an accountant, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is you. You find the greatness with inside yourself. And then that took me to the next level of like, well, if that's my, if that is my, 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 my code of what I, what I believe, then what am I trying to do? And I started working on my startup and I'm like, well, it's the company of actors. And I came up with this tagline. It's, changing lives one scene at a time and i was like yeah that's what i'm doing and it's like well if i'm 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 not trying to teach you to be a great actor i'm teaching you to find the greatness within yourself acting is the byproduct what but whatever you're going to do regardless if you want to be an actor or if if, if, if you want to be a, a milk salesman it doesn't matter you you got to find the greatness within inside yourself for you to actually really champion the best version of yourself and for other people and exist in this world that we can love and be kind and be compassionate to each other, find that greatness with inside yourself. What is your calling? What do you want to do? And it doesn't mean that you have to be on this larger scale. It can really be as simple as just selling milk. It doesn't matter. Everyone has a calling and a reason and a rhyme for, for us to coordinate together and, 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 and champion together. Right. And so I said, I'm revamping my whole studio. Like, this is my mission. I'm like, okay, I want to change lives one scene at a time. And I'm it. not trying to make great actors. I'm trying to help you find the greatness with inside yourself. The byproduct for my coaching is it's acting. And yes, all of my scenes and every exercise and things that I think of, it's all really to focus in on you and finding the beauty within you just through acting exercises. And I just started developing these, these 
these certain classes and these exercises and just really what I want to say to the world. I'm like, okay, this helped me fight to be a stronger, better me for the love that I want to have for myself. That's what I kept fighting for. It's okay. Um, when you hate yourself so much, there's a lot of lying that's going on, a lot of lying. And so I have to be very truthful and it's not always easy. But every morning I get up and I will high five myself in the mirror. I'll give myself a wing and say, love you, kid. You know, and then I go high five Jesus. You know, I'll listen to a little Aretha Franklin and I'll set my intentions. I'll meditate. Then I'll pray. And I'm like, okay, I'm fighting this one. Not, not, now this is, this is all good. I got this. And uh, this daily practice um, uh, uh, that I have to do and I, I'm, I'm reminded consistently of this really works. This stuff really, really works. And it's for the it little really things, even. It, it, it does. And it's like, you know, I have a, um, you know, a, a colleague that was going through some suicidal thoughts. And I'm like, um, I'm in such a great place to be able to, to, to serve and to, to hear them and to listen and to be present and to check in and to share whatever I can. But listen to God. What is what is my what is my what is my serving here? What do I need to do? Not what I think I need to do. What really needs to happen? And sometimes it's me just shutting up because I can talk a lot. And so it's just a it's just to listen. And I'm so grateful. And that is why you inspire me. And there's something that I I, I believe in so much that I want to hold on to because I want to start. You know, when you had you know a colleague reach out to me and you were doing everything. Like I want to be that. I want to start being that person with you and with other uh, our, our other warriors and um let's build that and i i, I don't i don't want to be the consummate student i i want to be um a leader and uh and a teacher and, and a fellow traveler i'm not a guru i'm not higher than you you know what i mean we're together no matter in in this even as a coach i am i, I am the fellow traveler yeah. I never want to be above anyone. I, I don't ever want to, to give the tips and tricks. I just want to give you thoughts and ideas. You know what I mean? Like we've all, it's all kind of been in the same thing. What, what does casting want? What, what, you know, you know, how to make your audition great. Yeah, I get all of that, right? We all have the same, same stuff. It's the same philosophy that we're all spitting out there. But at the end of the day, um, there's something more. There's really something more that um, I want to just lead by example. I, yeah. I, I want, I, I don't want to preach to you. I just want yep. to fulfill myself with doing what I believe is the work of God, uh, strengthening and loving myself, uh, being, uh, sharing kindness and being compassionate and, and loving sincerely. Uh, my heart's not negotiable. So, um, let me live in the highest vibration and let's move forward. And I feel that is, a really, really strong place for me coming from the darkness that I've been in for probably strong 20 years, 18 wow. years, probably a darkness, dark, dark, darkness. And at times people would think that I had the best life. People thought I was, you know, on top of the world. I was for the last 18 years of my life and I struggle with my age and I had to take a second with that and say, 
It's irrelevant. It's right now. This moment right now. It doesn't matter. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know when I go. I don't, I don't know when that's happening. So why even worry about it? I worry about this moment. Don't worry about when I'm now going to be 56, I'll be 57. Oh, and, you know, you know, someone said to me is like, I'm pushing 60 and they, they made a derogatory comment. Yeah. I hope I can push 60. I hope I can push 70, 80, 90. And I'm vibrant and I'm changing lives one scene at a time. And I'm a warrior and I'm here and we're, 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 we're making effective change and we're saving lives, you know? So that's, that's, that's what I can do. And I will tell you, I can't thank you enough, Kim. I can't thank you enough. And that's a big amen. Cause you, you, you did something miraculous and you being present and I can't wait for me, you and my brother to be in one room and I can just cry and love you both and say, thank you. Thank you for being there for me. I had to make the choice. I had to make the choice and I'm glad I did that. I chose life to live and me too. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, 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 I honestly, every day it's, it's a reminder. Like, man, dang, I was just about to kill myself. Mm. You know, two yeah. strong times I was about to kill myself. And uh, you popped in, and the second time Todd popped in. And that was just amazing. It's like, I can't, I, I can't even fathom now. Like, wow. Like, woo. Like, yeah. the, the lives were about ready to change in this world. And like, what, I had just been another story that's tragic. And, and now we have an opportunity to, to, to save some more people. And that's something yeah. I want to be a part of. So thank you. I love well, you. I want to thank you. Well, I love you too. And I want to thank <laughs> you for trusting me. And yeah. I know I, I was knocking pretty hard there. <laughs> I had to keep tabs on you for a minute. And so thank yeah. you for trusting me. And I know when you're in the darkness, it just feels so hopeless. And, you know, I, I've been there, you know, I've shared part of my story with you and, you know, when you are in that space, there's very little that someone can say to you that gives you hope, but right. people just seeing you, like you said, being present, seeing you can be very, very powerful. And I guess I would just ask, like, if somebody is listening to this, because I really believe that more people struggle with this than what we're talking about. And I think there's still far too much shame and stigma attached to that level of darkness. And so I know there are people out there who are still suffering in silence and they're questioning. If they hear this, what's one step to take? Just one step. Cause like you said, it's, it, you know, you wanted, you couldn't, you were stuck not being able to do anything, but you wanted to do everything. You're going to quit everything and you were going to be the best version of yourself and you were going to will yourself. And you know, that's just not how it works, but you have to start with one small step. What would you say to somebody who's listening, who maybe is wrestling with that question of what's, what's the point having a, you know, life or death decision to make that you and I have had to make? What would you say is a place well, to start? Yeah, you just, um, that, yeah, that really gave me goosebumps. Oh, wow. You know, you do matter. And 
no matter how small or how large, you have something to give to this world. And even in the darkest of times, and you're feeling hopeless, and there's no reason, your life is meaningless, if you can just take a moment and just hang in there, you will see your purpose. And if there's anything that I could ever do in that sense, it's like my, my Instagrams, I'm pretty easy to find ice morosic, but I have, I would encourage anyone, whether you know me or don't know me, um, or anything, um, um, I will listen. I, 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 I will always be there if anyone ever needed to talk. Um, you could share my number, but hold on. Life is beautiful. And if we can just champion with each other, you'll say, just hang on. You have purpose. You really do. Thank you. I'm yeah. so glad you said yes to this invitation. I'm so glad you said yes to my invitation a year ago. And I'm so glad that you said yes to this invitation. You are a beautiful, strong, powerful, sensitive, loving, you're, you're all of it. And you're, you're a warrior and it is such an honor to know you. And I'm glad to be doing this work with you. It's not perfect every day. I do this for a living. I still get dysregulated. I still have to pull myself back up. That's human. Yeah. We're human. And when we can realize that and do the work together, it just, it gets, it gets a lot easier. So I'll tell you that is so true. I almost feel like, oh, once I'm, I'm, I'm perfect and I'm, and everything's okay, that I won't have a problem. It's, it's you know, we're going to have these problems. It's, it's, it's beautiful when you can, you can actually look at someone and, and know that, um, cause I feel like at times what I always thought when I looked at uh, the leaders um, or certain gurus, I thought that they were, you know, they had to be perfect or they were perfect. And I'm like, okay, well, your life is perfect. And I could never have that. And at the end of the day, no, there is no perfect life and no one's perfect. And, and no, no matter, no matter how much money someone has or how many houses or whatever, it's like, you know what, there's, it, we all live in the same cruel, cruel world. And so, you know, it's, it's unfair. It will continue to be unfair. Um, however, it's just um, some little things we could all do to, to make some of these days a little bit brighter. Um, yeah. You know, cause we're going to have some dark ones, but let's, let's keep as many as we can bright. Yeah. So. And let's keep checking on each other and doing it, doing the work together. Like, you know, it's the work of the work of warriors. It's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I think it's fabulous. I love it. Well, I hope that our listeners, I know that they're inspired. I know there's tears. I know there's laughter <laughs> and I just encourage everybody to follow you on Instagram and to go to Amazon prime and to watch about him and her because it's delightful and you're going to love oh, it. So thank, thank you. you again, ice for being here. I'm, I'm just so honored. Like I said, to know <laughs> you, to see this journey and to having the honor of just playing a little bit of a role in that and just getting to be a witness to the work that you've done and how you've chosen life for yourself. And I know there's, you know, I want to say like, I know there's big things ahead for you, and I just know that means in the way of changing lives and however you do that in whatever format, but it's an honor to know you. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to know you. <laughs> I, I love and, uh, you. I love you too. <laughs> thank you.
Bye.